Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Happy November. Happy November to you. We we were on hiatus. <laughs> We've just um, been so busy. We've been so busy. So busy. I was like just trying to think of all the things that have happened. Since September 5th. Since September 5th. <laughs> Wait, there actually must a lot. Be a number. There must be a number of things that have happened if you really think about it. I was like going to make the joke that actually I can't remember a thing, but I was I was in two weddings. That's a lot. Two weddings. That's so that's many weddings. That's a lot. That's and... too many weddings. Yeah, that's a lot of weddings. So, um, so what do you have to say for yourself? I don't know. I'm truly racking my brain and I can't think of one thing that I did. <laughs> I can't think of one thing. You were studying a lot, maybe. Law school. Not really. I think I've been... There's Out just yourself. Been, there's been so much there's been so much television to watch so I've been so busy with that you have to do it you know I'm no one else off, is gonna I'm coming watch off it. a big season of Big Brother which I wasn't on but I just it, it requires a lot of time you felt like you were on it it's a 24-hour job I have to watch the feeds keep up with the characters who's so. my favorite character what's her name you liked Felicia oh I miss her <laughs> Me too, though. Me too. Chicken but, nuggets uh, in her pocket, Felicia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now that that's died down, I have a lot more free time on my hands. Ooh, thank God. We get you back. We got him back. <laughs> we got him. It's like, it's like we, dad's We got our girl back. <laughs> Just in time, though, for... Which we still haven't really figured out what this Nicole Kidman series is. Every time you put it in the chat, I'm like, is it Australia? <laughs> Yeah, because at first I thought, oh, it's new. And then when I sent it to you, you're like, oh, is it just Australia? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I think it is Australia, but it's not. I, it has to be new, right? It's so funny that I could look it up. And I just think it's so funny. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm going to start it. What's so funny to me is that it's a six episode mini series, essentially on the same topic. And yeah. it, there, it, it's being billed as like a redo or a, re- <laughs> a reboot, if you will, of Australia. But what's so funny about that is that everyone's criticism of the movie is that it was too, too long. long. <laughs> so what do we do? How do Let's we co- make it longer? <laughs> it's so funny to me. So I can't wait to watch that. I know. We were really, really trying to see if maybe there's an audience for a six-part um, Australia rewatch. So you're going to have to let us know if you're Sound off. It. Sound off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't all sound off at once, though. Yeah, I can't hear anyone. I can't hear anyone. Guys, speak up. <laughs> I'm. I will die if it is just Australia recut. But um, there's gotta be extra footage. There's gotta be. Yeah. And when? Yeah, I mean, and I'm also just like, when was this filmed? It just seems like it popped out of nowhere. No, I know. I guess it's like a little cash grab. Like people yeah. have such like a taste for miniseries these days. So it's like, okay, let's split up the three-hour movie into. A six-hour yeah. one. <laughs> sure. Six yeah, weeks. no, I mean, I'm happy about it. I'm totally happy about it. Oh, yeah, so. no one's complaining. <laughs> no one's complaining. And it, it's coming just in time because I'm just, uh, you know, I'll have some... For the some, holidays? For the holidays. <laughs> saddle up the family to learn about... Park the family on the on the couch and take a seat. <laughs> yeah, and learn about Australia's history. That's and... exactly what that movie's about. Australia's Which we don't history. know. Listen, we don't know enough about Australia. I don't think. I don't think they do a good job in the U.S. education education system. Oh no, we ignore Australia. There's nothing yeah. there. What, what, it's, it's only the most massive continent that it's we just, just we don't we don't learn. I mean, we learned about it big time on Survivor season two. That was and that that's was what Survivor's for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, yeah, that's where we all got a real crash course in Australia. 
But when I saw on TikTok, there was a um, open call for Survivor in person. Auditions. Oh, yeah? Um, Where? And you have famously Woods? sent tapes in, right? Famously. Famously. <laughs> no, no response. No response. I, I happen to think. I'm just but I know, I know that I, I now know after watching videos online about like what makes a successful video, I, I can mm-hmm. see the errors in my ways and I'm willing to correct it. Okay, so you've learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I was going to throw this to you. I think you're better in the room. I think you should go to an open call. Okay, that's what I thought before. However, here's mm-hmm. here's the gag with these open calls. And you don't get yeah, this until me. you like actually read the fine print. Mm-hmm. All that the open calls are, are you basically walk in the room and when you submit online, it's like a three-minute video that you have to put together yourself. All that mm-hmm. the open call does is you basically fill out your application and then they film your video for you. Your, oh, that's annoying. So, so you just go uh, give your three-minute pitch. Yeah. However, I do think that the benefit of the open call is that it's like the SAT. It's like it standardizes it. Like there's no funny business. You're just giving yourself. So I do yeah, think that there- you can't woods it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no L. Woods treatment. So you can't like make a case for yourself. You really just gotta like point and shoot, pitch. You know, right? That's it. You're right. Okay. No, no sneaky editing. So I think mm-hmm. I think there are some benefits. Um, Interesting. Okay, I don't love that. Now that you told me that, um, I thought it would be you're just like and you gotta wait really in line. Your toes. Oh, the line is fucking bullshit. I'm not no, I I agree. I need to I need to get like a. Uh, uh, a Willy Wonka golden ticket. She just advanced to the second round. That'd be lovely. Just right straight to the live shows. Golden <laughs> just, buzzer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just so I can get in pe- in front of people's faces. Yeah. And I'll tell them, I'll do whatever. Put me on Survivor. <laughs> Big Let's brother. Put on the right now. He will do whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I would really only limit it to those two, probably. Those two what? Shows. Oh, yeah, I would yeah, not yeah. do Big, anything. Big brother Survivor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I would do Amazing Race zero. might be too hard. Oh, you'd be so good at that one. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like I feel like I have a really hard time with jet lag now, and I feel like I'd be really cranky and ornery. We are and... getting older. <laughs> getting older. I don't know if I have and, that trip in me. And I don't have the trip in me. And <laughs> what's really hard about the Amazing Race is that you are not allowed. It's in the rules. You're not allowed to fly. You have to fly economy. You can. You can't. Oh. That's rude. So it's too much. Let me stretch out. Let me stretch out. So um, I think the Amazing Race is out for now. Um, But if they said it, uh, you know. The Mole? The Mole. Well, now the Mole's on Netflix. It's pretty good, actually. I think you'd kill that one. Yeah. I think I'd really have a fun time on The Mole with hosted by Alex Wagner. (laughs) When I was younger, I used to dream about being on The Surreal Life. That's hard because you have to be a celebrity first. (laughs) (laughs) Got to work my way up to that one. (laughs) That's two steps. You have to become famous and then you have to be, have a fall from grace and then you go on the surreal life. I was delusional. I used to think I was going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Again, got to become a star. Yeah. Or a dancer. Either or. Either or. I think that, that's right. I didn't think about that. You could just become a professional dancer and then you get on Dancing with the Stars. Shortcut. Shortcut. (laughs) Definitely shorter yes. to become a professional dancer. Actually, easier. To Way become. easier. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't think about that. That would have been the express route to get to Dancing with the Stars is just take a few classes. Yeah, easy. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
No, those well, are all those are all aspirational goals. For sure. Yeah. Okay, well, no e- <laughs> no easy way to transition us into a movie about memory loss, but <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? No. Um Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> When I texted you this morning that I forgot the whole movie and I need to actually re-skim it. <laughs> I was like, is this a bit? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have amnesia? Are you doing a bit? It's, okay, so you suggested the movie, I agreed. The yeah. movie While You Were Sleeping, starring Sandra Bullock. While You Bullock. Were Sleeping, 95. A, a movie I didn't know had any sort of theming to it, but. But lucky for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> lucky for us is a Christmas, Christmas movie. Christmas movie. When it so should much... when it should be a Halloween movie, it's spooky. Oh, it's spooky. It's scary. M- lots of stalker tendencies in this movie. Almost Re- everyone is a stalker. Recut with a different soundtrack. This is a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> if you want to recut that, definitely add us on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you if you change it to while you were sleeping dot dot dot, it's all of a sudden we're in a different spooky. world. It's really scary. Yeah, and Sandra Bullock's bangs, like scary stuff. Yeah, and she, yeah, she kind of had like that meek kind of scary, kind of like Shelley Duvall energy. She did really meek, big sweatshirts and sweaters. Big Lots swe- of sweater work. Oh, she's always always hiding things in those sweaters. Her hands never visible. She's always. Remember the one scene she just pulled a Christmas gift out of her sweater? Oh my god, out of her sleeve <laughs> to the landlord. <laughs> Babe, that's how we're hiding it. Okay, where's your purse? What else do you What else do you have in there? Um. Yeah, I didn't know it was a Christmas movie at all. Me neither. Not even when I suggested it, had no clue. So, but a lot of a lot of Christmas, a lot of Christmas. Famously, more Christmas than than four Christmas. Four Christmases. I Chanel, I literally almost threw up because I went on. I opened up HBO Max. <laughs> hate bragging, but I have it. And on He's the Max, top, everybody. on the top, like three or I want to say top two movie on HBO Max is Four Christmases. Oh my god. People I'm cannot sick. get enough of this I'm movie. Sick. I'm queasy. I'm queasy. I'm gonna be sick. And I'm like, if only those people stood up and stood out for our episode about Four Christmases, they you would guys be are, so supportive. Yeah. <laughs> you know you what? It's dumb. like they want to live in a silo. Four Christmas fans, they want to live in their own echo chamber where they don't hear why it's a weird movie. They split off from society and just yeah. go start their own colony. Exactly. Exactly. It's Oh god. It's very strange the Four Christmas. And I get it. You know why? Because because that movie poster, it's hot. It's sexy. Reese Witherspoon's wrapped up like a gift. Vince Vaughn, you think this is going to be this is going to be funny. Hilarious. I'm going to laugh. I think their height difference is really on display in the poster. She's like, yeah, it's like a circus. Him. It's like a circus. Oh, it's carnival. That's good. These are carnival. carnival. Carnival proportions. Carnival vibes on yeah. the poster. <laughs> well, if you or a loved one have been afflicted with loving <laughs> four Christmas. Christmases, point show them the, our four Christmases episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need help. You know what? Put so. them in a put them in a coma and make them listen to the episode. For, drop them from a really low height. Low Easy height is good enough. If I fell like you said to me three feet and I went into a coma, <laughs> uh, you don't deserve that much attention at the hospital. He fell really slowly. Very you gently. walk up to him, you go, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Slap him on the cheek. All right. That's enough. We're good. Hospital bills. You had enough attention. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ruined our Christmas. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Oh, God. Okay. While you were sleeping. Yeah opens with i'm gonna I, call it i'm gonna call it the song 
Okay. It's the song. It's a trifecta, by the way. There are three, It is a trifecta for us. There are three things. And I literally, I felt like I was like an, a person of a certain age watching a movie. I just kept saying, oh my God. Oh my God. Are you... Uh, there, no, I, they... No. No, they didn't. <laughs> because we get the trifecta of the song. The song. And she literally says, word for word... This is the lesson I learned in my childhood. In my childhood. And then without missing a beat and without us even asking, I thought there's no way we're going to go here. Dead mom. Dead mom. This is within two minutes. Trifecta. One, two, three. One, two, three punch. I was hit over the head. In a good way. In a good way. (laughs) Oh, in in an excellent way. I got right up though. It was confusing because she did say, here are the two lessons I learned from my dad. And I actually couldn't figure out what the two lessons were because Mm -hmm. she sort of, she said first, he said, and I tried to write it down, but I couldn't, she repeats it at the end, what the lesson was. Um, All I know is it ends with he, your mother, she gave me the world. And I was like, oh, 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 a daughter. That was the one. And it was no, a glow. (laughs) The glow, the glow. That was funny. But like That's kind of of like the fourth in one of these star vehicles, like an object. It's usually a snow globe. It's usually a a snow globe. But this wasn't really even a globe. It was kind of like a lantern. lantern. (laughs) (laughs) It was globe shaped. It was an orb, if you will. Did you love that when she did the flashback, she goes like, let me take you back to childhood. I don't remember it being this orange. And that there's fun. that orange glow on everything. Yeah. Pre-Instagram filter. Pre-sepia filter. Yeah. She she is telling us that her dad sort of sparked her interest in global travel, despite never being outside the country. Never. Unstamped, famously an unstamped passport that she keeps on her person. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second lesson was... Life doesn't work out how you plan. That was the second lesson. And I think that's mm-hmm. how she transitions us seamlessly to uh, the mom isn't there. And Seamless, yeah. <laughs> yep. Because if she would have planned for that, that would have been sad. She might be arrested. Because <laughs> she'd know something. My plan worked. <laughs> worked. <laughs> I thought the transition from the flashback to present day was a little strange. The voiceover was shaky, Okay. Because yeah. she goes straight from talking about dad, and then she goes, the first day I saw him. But I think in the in the script, it would have been capital him, because we're supposed god. to- God. We're, we're supposed to move on. I mean, he is like a god. We're supposed to move on from talking about dad to talking about him, the, the boy she's obsessed with. Yeah. But in her voiceover, she doesn't really hit it as hard as I'd want her to. So when she goes, the first day yeah. I saw him, and I'm like, dad? She's in love with her dad? Like, the transition was odd. Well, what's 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 interesting about the the childhood narration is we've established the life lessons, we've established the mom is dead, mm-hmm. but you're right. When we cut to the present day, what's not clear by that point is that her dad is also dead. So that, yes, we don't know that because that comes out later. And I was like, oh, did I? I mean, I guess it makes sense, but like, it would have been helpful information. No, we needed to know that he was also dead, like, kind of right then and there. But the funny thing is we don't find out until an hour later that he only died, like, last year. <laughs> right. It's but he was fr- with us until a couple months ago. <laughs> right. And, um, yeah, I, I thought that was in- an interesting move because it, it 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 it's not until they say it later that the dad is dead that I then go, oh, that's why that's why she's not at her family's house for Christmas. Yeah. And, oh, because they're hitting you over the head with a singledom. 
single, single, single. Well, single, right? But also like, why isn't she with her dad? Why isn't she with her cousins? And I'm like, oh, I guess I guess it was only her mom and her dad in her life. She didn't have anyone yeah. else. Yep. So now it's Christmas with the cat. Except her boss, who she sort of treats like her dad, which is weird. I was going to say, I was waiting for quirky best friend in this movie. I was like, who's <laughs> going to be the voice of reason? And there really isn't one, but it, you kind of that nurse, maybe that nurse, that little, that nurse doesn't shut her trap. Shut her fucking mouth. <laughs> she talks way too much. She talks way why too. Did, why did you tell me you were mar- going to marry him? I was talking to myself. Well, next time you're talking to yourself, tell yourself you're single. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny, actually. I was going to make a case that quirky best friend is the boss. What do you think? No, you're right. No, no, no. You're right. The quirky best friend is the boss because that is the only person that she can go to and like confide in, confide in. And he's the only one who's able to like tell her. It sounds like you're not really in love with the comatose man. You're in love with the brother. Yeah. You're not in love with the guy you've never spoken to. You weirdo. She's like, I'm not engaged to him. I'm engaged to the other guy. (laughs) Yeah. Get it straight. He's like, what are you talking about? This movie's nutty. They do. So uh, as we talked about with a number of these movies, right? Like the first um, five minutes are when they really are trying to set up what we need to know about these characters, right? And what I didn't really understand was what was going on with Sandra Bullock trying to convinced the hot dog cart owner that she had a regular order and he refused to memorize her order what was Uh, going on there these movies absolutely (laughs) kill me when they're trying to take the hottest woman you've ever seen alive like if you saw her on the street you would be bowled over a chicago 10 chicago 10 also this should have been new york we agree right it should have been new york and now i've known from watching all these movies like what the Chicago skyline looks like more generally. So as soon as no, we I got it, I was like, okay, Chicago. I give up. I, I did write Chicago question mark. And then I saw Wrigley Field and I said, yep, definitely Chicago. Yeah. But she goes to the hot dog cart. Yeah. So they're trying to make a case for she's so ordinary and forgettable. Right. That you wouldn't even remember that her regular hot dog order. And she's like, it's just mustard and a Coke. It's just yeah. mustard and a Coke. <laughs> Which I did laugh. But um, I wrote at that point, she's too hot for this job. She's too hot to be token taker. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny about the job of the token taker is that I don't really know what she's doing because they they put the tokens in her little coin slot. What? Sorry, that's not even a coin slot. It's like a pass through. A little, little dish, a little pass through. <laughs> a little dish, if you will. And is her dish. job to push a button to let them in? Is that what she's doing? I know. I'm like, has it been so long since '95 that, like, what did we do before a Metro card? So you pay with the tokens, and then she has to let you in after she's counted that you have enough. <laughs> yeah, but but every time we see her at work, she's like looking. She's barely paying attention. So. Oh, daydreaming. Daydreaming. <laughs> Making up a whole story about her and this guy, Peter, who, by the way, has evil face. His evil face. Peter, right. Peter's a regular, as I'm sure there are thousands of every day. If not Ooh. millions. <laughs> but she's really making a case that, like, he goes to her turnstile every day. Mm-hmm. And, which is just funny, because I generally get on the subway at the same time every day as well. So it's mm-hmm. like, 
it's it's i think i think if you don't live in a a major city it's like wow that must be serendipitous but it's like it's like just your normal time it's not very personal no exactly it's not not no i know that's what i'm saying i'm I'm agreeing yeah no i agree i agree (gasps) i agree i also i'm i agree with you stop fighting with me my god (laughs) it's crazy there's so much like scary behavior in this like you said if you cut it differently horror because she has built a life with a man she's never spoken to she's in love with him Mm -hmm. and um i'm dumb and i didn't really clock that the man on the poster while Mm -hmm. you were sleeping is a different guy because i remember i saw peter and i was like he is bad bad face like he is villain villain face Oh, you know? like the movie poster. That's what I meant. Yeah, the movie poster has the Oh, other it's guy the blonde it. guy? Yeah. James or whatever. That's a huge name. spoiler. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. No, but could you imagine gearing up to go see While You Were Sleeping and then that you see that movie poster on the way in? You're like, the movie's ruined. Movie's ruined. She's in another guy's arms. And I felt really stupid when I caught it after the movie because I was like, the whole time I'm like, wow, she can't I be in even... love with Peter. He's evil. Right. I mean, from the minute this guy is in a coma, you're really pressed if you're really thinking they're going to end up together. I mean, like, I'm I'm constantly like, wait, are they? Like, I was like, are we going to have a whole movie of just this man in a coma? I'm like, then where's going to be the rom-com element? Like, where's going to be the love, you know? True. But I, I also thought, now, this is, this is basically what we've been looking for in a star vehicle with a woman Ooh. is... The man is not present. So yeah. I did like that element. Unfortunately, there's another guy. But they have to hit us with another. Yeah. I did like the idea of Sandra Bullock carrying it on her own, which she does do. For sure. I mean, they just they hit us with so many male supporting characters, though. Oh my God. Almost everyone she confides in. Joe Joe Jr. and the boss. <laughs> Joe Jr. Man. The boss. The blonde guy. Yeah. The uncle. It's Saul. like Saul. Everyone who has an impact on her life in the movie is is a man, which is the funny. Sur- surrogate daddy. Exactly. <laughs> and she... What's interesting is that she also doesn't have any friends, right? Like, she isn't... Shocking. Well, Celeste <clears throat> in the movie. Oh, right. Celeste. But what's tough about Celeste is that Celeste is also her co-worker who has to share the booth with her. That is so, tough for me. Yeah, Celeste. Yeah, Celeste. I guess is her only friend. You're right. They yeah, they're really taking pains with the hot dog vendor. Like she's ordinary. <laughs> hot dog vendor. She's unassuming. No one's gonna. She's not gonna stop traffic. She's yeah. just basic. She doesn't have friends. She has a cat. They're really trying. They're really trying. Yeah. To, to ordinary up Sandra. Sandy, which is hard to do. Right. Um. Tough. But what's what I what I did find interesting is that th- essentially the movie kicks off on Christmas Day, fast because we find out th- uh, I guess the day or two before yeah. that her boss <laughs> has nominated her another trope for for an award in the workplace. She's going to be employee of the month. Employee of the month as long as she works Christmas. Yep. And grade A manipulation. And there's also no choice because she has to do it. Yeah. And she does it every year. Like, why would she not? Right. And and as the guy explains to her, like, we all have families. So we need to be with our families. You, you don't, don't have a husband. You don't have a husband. You don't you don't you don't even know anyone. So yeah. 
you're going to work Christmas. And Don't you see how you're the best choice? Can't you see this? And it was hard to argue with his logic. So, so next he was day. Right. I was actually pretty day. shocked it was Christmas Day because there's nothing to really mark it um, except for the main event. And then we find out it's Christmas, which is <clears> lovely. Oh, no, 100%. Because in the scenes before, we had gotten sort of a day after day montage of her as the token taker. Mm-hmm. So when we cut to the next scene as her as the token taker, there's nothing to suggest that it is Christmas Day. Yeah. And the Same rush. Of- <clears throat> Same morning rush. 100 okay exactly because that's what was confusing about this is why would it be christmas day if what we're assuming is that he's getting on at the same time he would go to work yeah nothing out of the ordinary and we know that he's not going to work because when he eventually does fall into the coma his family is like he was supposed to be at our christmas right like it's not like he was going it it, this movie has plot holes this movie has holes what (laughs) <laughs> Do you have um, um however so the main event yeah he i guess he gets pushed he falls <clears throat> well she goes when he walks by she goes oh I, I love your coat and <laughs> no he he's like uh, merry oh he might say merry christmas or good morning or something and she goes like uh she like moans <laughs> and then he walks away and she goes you couldn't send nice coat <laughs> right coat yeah, he She's does. Like he gives her the time of day. Yeah, he does. Finally. <laughs> it's, and it's those breadcrumbs that keeps her coming back, you know? Yeah, yeah. She's addicted. <laughs> She's addicted. She, she, it's a, it's a <clears throat> horse with a carrot on a stick. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> but he gets into some sort of altercation on the platform or something and yeah. falls. Yeah, I guess what they're trying to show is that he, he's going to be lightly mugged where lightly. they just sort of jostle him around. But what we find out is that they they don't take anything from him, right? Because they don't take his wallet because she gets that at the hospital. So they're sort of just like messing with him. If you... Upon a rewatch, I'm like, I think it might just be his coworker who accidentally knocked him. Like it was just like somebody that he knew because it didn't seem violent. It just was an it, it seemed accidental almost. But yeah, um, he Th- those people when it wasn't needs vi- help. yeah it definitely wasn't violent but it was also like it was you know, quick it was easy wasn't it was wanted PG. he didn't want it it was he PG. didn't want to be thrown onto the tracks let's be clear but wait when she's down there like trying to get him off the tracks because there's like an up- upcoming train it's an those express men are nowhere to be found so she has no help so right I'm like, okay maybe it's not a friend no, friends they, would be like, oh my God, let me help you. Yeah, they're definitely not friends, but but like they def, they definitely weren't trying to communicate it. They definitely weren't trying to communicate that he's being held at like gunpoint. They were just. Yeah, there's a I happy medium in there and that's where we were. It's a Christmas day mugging. If you know, you know. And <laughs> you get it. You get it. Um, and she's on the tracks with him and he's knocked out already. Knocked. Knocked out. And I, like you're saying, though, it is at most three feet. He didn't fall I mean, very this far. is the shallow end of a pool. This is not much. So this this is this is recoverable. You're gonna be you are going to be okay. You're not yeah. gonna like it, but you're gonna be okay. You'll be a little banged up, a little bruised, but these this is one of those falls you do survive. Yeah, but he's not budging. And yep. instead of letting him get run over and splattered by the express train. She mm-hmm. kind of bear hugs him and rolls him, which would have been very hard. Very hard. He's very over big. the tracks and off on the side. Yep. Um, Effectively saving his life, you know? 
effectively absolutely yes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yep you're right though maybe you know this could have been kind of a sixth sense scenario where maybe they both die and then they both are in this weird purgatory state but we that's not what happens at- well a lot of the family moments we don't like, know we hell? do we know <laughs> yeah are we in hell are we in hell because this is creepy <laughs> yeah a very trusting family but um yeah, I guess so. The next scene is when we're in the hospital, and yeah, then we're in the hospital when stuff starts getting crazy. Stuff starts getting crazy because, uh, like we said before, this is when um, he's in the room, and Sandra Bullock's the only one there, and she's like, "Hey, I need to talk to that guy," and they're like, "What guy?" And yeah. she doesn't even know his name. And yeah, then... yeah, they're like all like going like crazy around her. Blah blah. Do you know his name? No. Um, <clears throat> hey, hey, that section's for family only. You know, right. giving us the little little cheeky hint. And that's where she says to herself, I was going to marry that guy. <laughs> and the nurse overhears. <laughs> There's a lot of asides to herself in this movie. It would have been know? a great play. It would have been a great play. Would have been an Shakespeare wishes he wrote this. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Lots of asides. Um, yes, soliloquies to dead, no, to comatose patients at night. Yeah. And and once the nurse hears that, she's really like a bat out of hell. She is like, I'm going to get this woman in the room. She's Cupid at that point. <laughs> Let's get her in the room. And there's actually a lot of like scenes <laughs> with people coming in and out, different configurations of people in the room to get Sandra Bullock in. It was actually overwhelming because the doctor's like, she can't be in here. And the nurse is like, no, bring her in here. Then the family's in. Sandra steps out. And then Sandra is brought back in. And it's like, mm-hmm. it was a lot of, uh, this would have been some very interesting stage. Aging on, I, would, I on want the to stage. see it on stage. I want to see it on stage. <laughs> yeah, it's begging she's... to be adapted. Please, somebody, for the love of God, <laughs> put this on stage. It is. Um, but eventually the nurse, the nurse is the one who blurts out to the family. Yeah. Or that's his fiance or something, right? I don't know. Right, because eventually. Um, they get Sandra Bullock in the room first. Then the family comes in. Sandra Bullock backs up and they're all like, oh, who is that? And that's when the nurse is like, she's his fiance. Yeah. And the whole family is like, (gasps) (gasps) they're, they're taking such pains to say that that one lady has such a heart problem. It's, it's so bad. Her heart problem that um, Sandra Bullock effectively saves her life by being the fiance saves her life by being the fiance and it gives gives her a great excuse not to share that she's not the fiance yeah that's kind of the linchpin in this whole thing because it's what keeping movies, it all together it's, it's the stitch it's the one stitch <laughs> keeping it all knitted up tight tight yeah. tight this is these the tropes in these movies is like a miscommunication that could have been so easily cleared up in a moment right like, she could have just said her... oh i i just um was there when he uh went to the coma yeah, and I saved him, but I'm not his fiance. Easy, 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 easy. Bye. But they're really trying. <laughs> yeah, later. See you later. They're trying to keep the the lie together. And it's like how, like, I love seeing how these movies are going to do it. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to do it by claiming that she is saving this woman from heart disease. Right. Right. And oh, and great. now that we're in it, now that we put one toe in, like, we're in. All in. And oh. now that she knows this information, anything to the contrary would literally kill her. Yep. Kill this woman. And I think it creates a special space 
where Sandra Bullock is definitely lying, right? I mean, she, she sort of lies more and more as the movie goes on, but not really. Like, she doesn't really go out of her way to tell lies. She, mm-hmm. she never really says untrue things. So it yeah. kind of creates this, like, really interesting space where other people are the ones keeping the secret alive. Like, the uncle and the brother who clearly know that she's not... Yeah, they're trying to the keep brother her, like, less so at some times. I think he's a little bit confused, but the he's uncle, just suspicious. He's suspicious, but like the uncle knows for sure. Yeah. So like they are the ones sort of keeping this alive, which is yeah, sort I think of they're trying to keep her. They always try to keep the main character very morally clean, right? Um, and she, and we famously know that she has no family. So no, no, not not so one person. These people are a match made in heaven. Somebody needs help from heart disease. And Sandra needs a family. Boom. A boom. Ma- two magnets together. Right. Especially because... <clears throat> Perfect puzzle we, pieces. Right. Especially because we find out, or you can sort of infer it at this point, but it comes crystallized later. This guy, Peter Gallagher's character, is also very wealthy. So uh, any other approach would have had that tinge of her taking advantage of him like financially yeah which which they don't go into that again that that would have been more interesting i think from a spooky like psychological thriller perspective oh yeah but we don't Mm -hmm. get that as far as i'm concerned we're in hell right now which is for me hell we're in hell yeah having Um, to go to a christmas party where you don't know anyone that would be that's actually my hell scary stuff scary scary but she's eating it up because she doesn't have a family she doesn't have a husband yeah she goes back home that night and I, I'm i like, what convinces her to keep it up for that moment in the hospital? Whatever. She keeps it up. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it is Saul saying to her, like, you saved her, my wife's life or Midge or whoever that woman is. Yeah. But she does go back home and then she can't sleep. <clears throat> and what she does when she can't sleep is go right back to the hospital to soliloquy at the comatose man that she's right. Saying, like, you're not going to believe this, buddy. She's kind of confessing. Yeah, she definitely has, like, a, a Catholic guilt moment where she's like, I'm going to reveal that I'm I'm absolving my sins here. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you that it, it it's a little bit hard to, to mark where exactly she decides, I'm going to go along with this. Yeah. Because yeah. it seems like it's a combination of wanting the family but also maybe thinking like maybe i will be married to this guy when yeah, this is there all is that said whole and air done of delusion right for sure for sure and i think what's hard about this is that sandra bullock naturally reads to me as like intelligent and witty and very sharp smart. yeah and so mm. you sort of forget that but when the movie's over you sort of realize that uh, you know, for a long time, I think she actually was thinking this could work out. Like, this could be a situation where it, like, everything that I wanted is going to happen, which would be getting with this guy. Yeah, she does keep that alive, like, in her performance, even. And, like, yeah, just her inner world. You're like, wait, she might think that this is going to work. And, yeah. and then, as an, <clears throat> and I know this because as an audience member, you're kind of sitting there going, wait. Maybe this works. Like you're thinking it the whole well, time. 
Yeah, because the family immediately are like, oh my God, you are, you you have to be her fi- his fiance. You're perfect. Like you yeah. are exactly the kind of girl that this boy would need or would want or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. verb you want to use. So yeah, everyone's so stoked. Mom is like, I always wanted him to find a good girl. Like she, everyone is mm-hmm. very emotionally invested in Lucy. Right. <clears throat> Even like the, because what, what normally happens in this movie, and granted it happens more with, with his brother when he comes back in the picture, but normally it's the younger girl character who susses it out. And that yeah, character, like the, teen, the, the teen girl who's mm-hmm. like smoking the cigarette outside the house being like, I know who you are. But the teen girl is like into it. Like she is oh, starry eyed. She's <laughs> starry eyed for Sandra Bullock. She's obsessed. She goes and visits her at work. Token taker. <laughs> she does visit her at work. Finds out she's pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah. She does find out she's <laughs> pregnant. Um, yeah. So she goes and she she admits at in the middle of the night, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Saul who is the godfather of the comatose patient is like, I heard you mm-hmm. and I know your secret. Right. But, but I'm going to suggest something. Let's keep it going. Let's yeah. keep it going. Exactly. He's like, let's keep this going because it's not only enhancing the holiday season, but it's also keeping the one family member alive. Mm-hmm. And this is a win win. It's a win win. But what's so interesting to me about all this decision making to keep the, charade going is that they're all operating with this idea that like comas are not that big of a deal like like he'll be fine he'll just come out of it in a day or two but it's like what if like let's just let's just pretend he doesn't now we're gonna go the rest of our lives and pretend like she was gonna get married to him like guys i don't think i don't think we've thought through every possible scenario (laughs) This movie was treated in such like a lighthearted way that you do forget that comas are no joke. This it's like a serious no, matter. Comas are a joke. Ha 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 in this movie. Comas are a joke. I think that's why they made it the fall so tame. It was such an easy fall. There's nothing <clears throat> well, to it. And I think it goes back to the title of the movie, right? He's oh, not he's sleeping. Just, he's just sleeping. <laughs> While you were sleeping. He's just sleeping. Yeah. It's like while your brain was turned off and you were hooked up to ventilators. That's what the movie could be called. <laughs> while your soul was not present in your body. Yeah. But no, while you Whoa. were sleeping. We're just going to call it sleep. It's right. actually going to close the movie. It's going to be the last line of the movie. It was. Which I did, did I did up? appreciate that. I thought Oh, that was, I did too. I was like, I had a little, a little yes. <laughs> oh, I I live and breathe for a callback. Yeah, I I I, I enjoyed that. Um, well, she starts getting really enmeshed in the family because she does get invited to. I guess it's Christmas or day after Christmas when they're exchanging gifts. It might be that night. So no, it's it's, it's the day. It's the morning after that she spends the night is when the family yeah. comes and they're like, "Oh my God, you were here all night reconfirming that she's the fiance." And they're like, well, since our Christmas was busted yesterday, we're going to have our Christmas tonight and you can come. And guess who's invited? You. Sandra. But yep. again, this this is like, could you imagine having a big festive Christmas when like one of your intimate family members is like teetering on the life or death? Yep. <laughs> they were treating really, it like sleep. And like I'm very a, thankful. He's taking a nap. I'm really thankful for that. Right? It really could have put a sour energy on Christmas, but they didn't let it. They, they did let not it. let it. 
And that's the heart of a Christmas movie. You don't really let anything get in the way of you on Christmas, you know? That's true. That is the yeah. message. Even a coma. Not even Because it's just a nap. Not even the perpetual sleep can <laughs> keep you from Christmas spirit. And again, oh. like I said before, this would be my nightmare. You're going to the stranger's house. You have to keep up this lie. You're going to do their Christmas with their own whole, you know, traditions. This yeah. would be hell. This hell. seems like hell. And not to mention the fact that there are many opportunities, which I don't think she thought through, for you to get grilled on your relationship. So, like, that's something I'm avoiding. I'm not going to this Christmas. She no, operates with that low-level delusion that maybe <laughs> this might work. So that's what I'm getting the whole time she's at the party. Like, she yeah. actually is starting to feel like part of the family. And in a shocking turn of events, she has a stocking. She has a stocking. <laughs> Lucy. No, right she, I mean, this woman could be a spy. I mean, she is the ultimate sleeper cell. They drop her into that Christmas and mm. she mm. is unbothered. Right she's, yeah. she's not like scratching her neck or like, or like twisting not her arms. sweating, nothing. No. And to your point, like they don't really ask her any questions really about that. That would require an intimate knowledge of mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. napping adult. They're just... Yeah enjoying her present i guess yeah right she gets a present she watches everybody open their presents it's very sweet it's very cute and we're like oh she's finally getting that family she always wanted you know remember that thing that was missing remember that thing she didn't have here it is well here it is yeah i mean she's got it and she i guess she had so much fun that she is she is uh not gonna go home She's going to sleep on the couch. That was really scary for me. I I'm didn't like, love get it. up. Get up. <laughs> I think, it, you know, you need to know when enough is enough. And I don't think she knew. Didn't your parents teach you not to overstay your welcome? <laughs> like, that was huge in my family. You know what it would always be is, like, when you would have a sleepover with your friend, right? Like, let's say Friday night into Saturday. And yep. then it's like you hang out and play during the day on Saturday. And then you're like, oh, like, let's just have another sleepover another tonight. Sleepover. And yep. then the, the parents would be like... No, I think enough mm. is enough. Like, yeah. My mom taught me you better start counting the minutes the next morning till you get out of there. <laughs> right. I mean, and I think that's the smart thing to do because otherwise, it just you know things. It's a bad one- taste in people's mouths, honestly. Yeah, and like you invariably like a fight will happen or something bad is going to. Was it the fish starts to stink? The fish starts to stink, and <laughs> <Your> firsthand. <laughs> experience of that yeah <laughs> after three days the fish starts to stink three days i just want everyone at home to know three days <laughs> that's it don't plan for longer than that with the <laughs> um yeah so, so she wakes up yeah at his house the next day well before that though she's sleeping and she awakens mm. and the brother comes home and he gets a glance at her, and the younger sister is like, oh, that's Sandra Bullock, his fiance." Yeah, don't you know like, her? He's like, that's not his fiance." Yeah, he that's knows. He's her. like, that's not her. And the sister's like, no, it is. We swear. They're we like, she's even... new. She's new. Yeah, she's new. And then the next morning, Sandra's like getting up and like getting her cab out of Okay, which... pause though. Oh, pause. You've come okay. down. You've gone to your family's home. Yeah. You come in late at night. A strange man is sleeping on your couch who has convinced your family that he's your sister's boyfriend and your sister's going to get there the next night. Are you just going to go sleep knowing that there's some stranger? 
Oh, hell no. Right? But she, looked, she looks so unassuming, Sandra. She's unassuming, and it's like, what is she going to do? Yeah, what's she going to do? Take take your train tokens? Yeah. Take your money. Take your rocking chair, bro. <laughs> I love how the brother wasn't there for the accident. He wasn't there on Christmas Day. He's there the next night when stuff got a little dire. He's there like December 27th. He'll roll 27th. into town. Yeah, he's one of those. <clears throat> but the next morning. Yeah, I guess the night of the 26th going into the 27th. That's when he makes his grand entrance. Yeah. Um, but she's running out of there trying to get a cab and they meet. It's like a little meet cute. I don't know what his name is. Jack, James. What's his name? I don't know. Something with a J. I know he has blonde hair. He does have blonde hair. And uh, that was the moment where I went, oh, she's going to be with the brother. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I, I see I, what they're doing here. Yeah. And this was a real <laughs> bummer for me because I was Aww. kind of excited for figuring out how we were going to make this relationship work with the napping man. Yeah. So when when I saw their have their little sparkle in their eye, like, I was oh, like, "Oh, I get it. We yeah. can't force this man who's asleep yeah. <laughs> to marry someone. <laughs> to marry someone. I was like, get him, get him in a hospital bed and wheel him down the aisle. So then kind I was like, "Oh, I get. It. Yeah, they sort of do. He's and he up wants to it. He wants it. Sort of. Oh yeah, I'm starting fresh with Lucy." Lucy yeah and then there's this really funny answering machine scene where Ashley who is actual Peter's fiance buzzes in ish buzzes in and it hits voicemail and she's like hey I'm out of town as you know uh and I I love this voicemail she goes yes I will marry you (laughs) click okay first of Uh all you're, you're you're missing one key phrase what before she says, I will marry you, she goes, and I, and I just thought, my cat? what the heck? I'll marry you. What, what the heck? I will marry you. <laughs> and as an audience member, I was like, what the? That what? What? Ew. Right. And what's interesting is we find out later that she's also still married to someone else. It's like yeah. all very convoluted. However... I did think there was going to be more of a kind of a missing people by seconds with this other woman. There yeah, really wasn't fun. Right. Some like she slick. walks in one door, she walks out of another sort of like yeah. always missing each other. Yeah. Um, Sandra goes home to feed the cat, which we find out he's babysitting his fiance, Ashley's cat. And it, one woman walks in the bathroom while Sandra walks in and they're like missing each other. So fun. Constantly fun. missing each other. The fat, the cat gets double, fa- double food. Yeah. Double fed. Love. Your cat <laughs> so, would love that. So funny. Yeah. Um, uh, so you're right. So now we know that there's another woman on the scene. Um, yeah. Shocking. Shocking. And now, unfortunately, this is, this is sort of a grand stretch of the film where, Sandra Bullock is sort of falling for the blonde man. Mm-hmm. He's falling Brother. for her, but he's also still a little bit confused as to what degree him and his brother, or sorry, her and his brother are actually an item. Yeah. He starts grilling her hard, but you know what gets everyone off her case? When she admits that she knows that Peter only has drum roll please one testicle yeah she gives an anatomy lesson and that she aces gets it. everyone off her case They're i mean like, what do you do after it. that prove that you know him him 
And that was where I was truly shocked. And I don't, I didn't recall how she came across that information. No. So it was just creepy. Not to mention the fact that his mother checks. His mother mother checks. checks, But I would agree with you that, okay, so to understand that scene, we then have to rewind about 25 minutes. You gotta go back 20. Yep. It was 20. To when she has an interaction when she's getting on or off the elevator with another man who we've never seen before and will never see again, who Mm -hmm. bumps into her and he goes, oh, he didn't tell you about the accident or did he blame me? And I'm like, what are we talking about? I thought he was the train platform pusher. That's what I thought. Of course you do, because that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Because he even says it was a number of days. He says like 20 days ago or something like, I forget how he phrases He's like, it. It's but I'm a like, few months ago or I don't know. It was recent. And he goes, and I had a, it, I had a pencil in my pocket. I always carry pencils in my pocket. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. And then it cuts away. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole scene. There There's no is more information. no way for you to infer that what he is saying is that a pencil in his pocket punctured. <laughs> another man. Another man's. Bits. Bits. <laughs> How would one know that? Farthest thing from my mind. Farthest thing. But. That was wild to me. That was insane. And she's spot on. She's correct. And you're so confused because you don't really know how she knows that yet. Because there's no way to connect pencil to it yet. Right. Like and... you get that later, later. The pencil point. <clears throat> Yeah, it's oh yeah, it's it's very confusing because like where it's coming from and you're right the mom checks and that at that point everyone except for the uncle really buys into yeah. that she's telling the truth because up until that point she had been able to answer questions like what's yeah. his favorite ice cream because she saw it in his freezer blah blah blah. Um, yeah, she's flying by the seat of her pants. Yeah. In a lot of those earlier scenes. They're like how'd you meet? Easy to flub that, you know? How what did you what did he do? Right. Easy, easy. Because the other, the other partner is sleeping. So you create <laughs> the narrative. Taking a nap. Taking a nap. Yeah. When your partner's sleeping, the narrative is your, is just you. Yeah. So. And what I did appreciate about this, at least, is that they do not come out and tell you exactly what the brother is thinking. Like it is yeah. a little bit unclear. Like if he buys it, if he thinks it's, if she's telling the truth, um. He thinks it's fishy, but you can't argue with one testicle because yeah, she it's knew. really hard. And again, like again, the movie's treating it like he's taking a nap. But if he, he was actually in a coma, it's like he could literally die at any second. Like we probably shouldn't be having these big altercations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe we needed a little side scene where the whole family's like, I don't know, this feels kind of weird, and they're all like, "Your son's about to die. Like this is the last piece of him. Like treat her well." Yeah. Maybe we needed Saul to say that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would have been helpful, but They're um, keeping us in quirky, crazy, funny town. So Exactly. That's okay. Um, I'm okay. Now, after this, we sort of get these <clears throat> like will they won't they scenes with her and the blonde brother mm-hmm. where we start to learn a little bit that about the brother, that the brother is he's a furniture maker. And mm-hmm. he doesn't want to continue on in the family business of selling uh, estate furniture, which to me, they sort of seem like they're not that apart. Almost the same thing. Almost the Virtually same. the same. I was like, you those are... actually keep the family business and be fine. 
Yeah, I was like, I feel like at the store you could sell your furniture. Okay, but like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He famously in the conversation with his dad. Oh, that's a cute little side business. No, dad, it's not the side. It's the whole business. <laughs> okay. You tell him. Um, yeah, this is walk and talk. This is Sandra and boy, new brothers, like deep funding games. Yeah, because we get we get a little bit of funding games where he shows up to her apartment and he's like, I brought you something. I brought you a couch like you. my family wanted to give you a gift from the estate mm-hmm. sale. And she gets in the truck and she's like very silence of the lambs and he's about to close it on her. No. And he's like, and he's <laughs> like, away. she's like, wow, I love it. And he's like, no, like look to your left. And no, it's, it's like, like not some ratty piece. old couch. Um, yeah. And they do like a funny little, like they go to his apartment and they break all of the stuff and yeah. it's cute. Um, break, break a vase. Is that when, she, is that why at the end she goes, sorry about your carpet? Right, because she broke the vase with the, like, blue liquid in it. Oh, the vase. Okay. You know, it's a nice apartment. We're going to call it a vase. Um, Okay, not a vase. Got it. I'm trying to think, like, they have a bunch of other, like, cute things. They're doing that. They're a famous Chicago walk and talk, right, at this point? Um, Right, because after the furniture is when they realize they can't drive her home. So they're like, we're going to walk home. Walk you home. And I don't know too much about Chicago, but I'm fairly certain they're walking farther downtown. (laughs) Those shots. It seems real. Uptown, for sure. Okay, good Good thing we have you here. Good thing I'm here. I'm going to get my Chicago friends on board. Well, with with that, with that, we have nothing else. We can't we can't move forward. No, we're at a standstill. <laughs> stand I mean, I don't know how to move on from that. Now for a word from our sponsor. <laughs> I mean, yes. Um. <laughs> Big tech. <laughs> um, we're getting information in the walk and talk. Um, sure. It's like more exposition. Like her, fa- That's where we find out her father died a year ago. Yes. Finally. Way too late. Way too late. She takes out her blank passport and she says, look, I happen to just keep this on me. There's no stamps in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, if you can go anywhere, where would you go? I thought Florence! Like, well, Florence! I thought she said Florida. <laughs> she said Florence. <laughs> so damn, this girl's basic. Um, Florence, yeah, Florence. And she's, Florence, and he's like, oh, Italy. Okay, cool. And then they're just kind of getting to know each other. And all I like the next thing I have written down, which I know there's stuff in between, is mistletoe, which was so awkward. <clears throat> right, because I, again, there's so many of these scenes of them sort of just spending time together. But during one of the scenes, they're at the family house and they're leaving. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, she, are. It was dinner time. She got invited back for, for dinner. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And when they walk out, they both walk out under the mistletoe. And they're yeah. like, this was so strange. So The creepy. whole family was like, you have to kiss. It's mistletoe. It's mistletoe. Oh my God, it's mistletoe. You have to. This is the rule. And you're like, ew, it's your brother's fiance. And they give like a kiss on the side lip. It's it was, vi- yeah, like corner of the mouth, creepy. And the whole family was like, <laughs> like giggity. <laughs> you did it. And you did what we said. <laughs> it's just weird because again, like you have a her fiance who's basically dying, yeah. and we're we're clapping and her kissing the brother. I don't know yeah, under some mistletoe, right? Yeah, and it's worth mentioning, but we're not going into it. Is like we're toggling back and forth between her talking to her boss, and mm-hmm. her boss is like, "You're you're fucking up, girl." You're, he says, "You're cheating on a vegetable." <laughs> he does say that. It was like the the one line in the movie that really called attention to what was actually happening. Yeah, he gets it. He's in a coma, bitch. And then um, Joe Junior is consistently putting the moves <laughs> on her, which is annoying. He's just annoying. 
I'm not yeah, Joe Jr. Jr. is like the landlord and he is weaponizing their relationship and yeah. um, he even gets her tickets to Ice Capades, which Ice she blows Capades, I got a guy. I got a hookup. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually Joe Jr.'s best line. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But um, Or when he was trying on her heels in the closet and he goes, my foot slipped. It just slipped in. <laughs> that was funny, actually. Because I fell and it just landed on it. <laughs> um yeah yeah these characters are sort of dancing in the background joe jr is making it more and more difficult for the brother to believe the relationship and yeah her boss is making it more and more difficult for her to think that like there's actually a relationship with the uh sleepy giant like she actually probably likes the blonde brother so you like prince charming hot brother um and then yeah. they sort of have their weird like night out when it's getting closer to New Year's, but it's I'm trying to figure out the timeline here. I can, if, I can help. There's like a okay. key annoying plot point, which is another one of those moments where she's kind of like sarcastically talking to herself in the t- token taker booth. And this is where we meet <laughs> Celeste. And she yeah. goes, Celeste is like, so basically – um peter who's in the coma his like little sister and her friend show up at the booth yeah and sandra is like oh my god girl let me swipe you in go ahead go and celeste like the sister's like hey uh she's marrying my brother and celeste is like you're getting married are you pregnant Mm -hmm. and lucy goes oh yeah i'm pregnant like that (laughs) but the the sister here is lucy's pregnant oh yeah i'm pregnant Oh yeah, so that's so why I'm pregnant. You fucking idiot. Like that. Like that's that the was subtext. Funny. <laughs> so then the sister reports, which this family really talks. They're very open. Ch- <laughs> chatty. Chat, chat, chat. They share everything. So the the sister goes to the family, Lucy's pregnant. That mm-hmm. rumor gets spread completely around town. Real quick. So that that night when brother comes to her apartment, he's also turning into a stalker, by the way. Hot mm-hmm. brother. Yeah. Um, He's like, you're going to a party. And she's like, yeah, my friend Celeste's party. And he goes, I'm going to walk. I'm going to take you there. Right. So that is that connector. Um, and then Sandra Bullock goes to have a drink. And he goes, it's not good for the baby. Yeah. She's like, wait, what? <clears throat> and what's interesting, though, is when they walk into the party, it's so loud that they go, oh, oh. is this your fiance? And something gets lost in translation. So the, when they're there at the party everyone's acting like that's her fiance. Yeah. So they really get to try it on for size, what it feels like to be yeah. a pregnant, engaged couple. They really get to do all the hijinks involved. <laughs> but yeah, it's getting more and more awkward. The brother's getting more and more stalkery. Um, but lucky for us, Peter wakes up. On New Year's Eve. Yep. He's up. <laughs> He's up. He's up. He's alive. He's awake. He, he was just sleeping. He's up. He's awake. And unfortunately, Sandra Bullock is going to the hospital, but she doesn't know. And when she walks in is when she finds out and she tries to leave. And they're like, of course not. Like, this is it. Babe. We've been waiting for this. We knew he was going to wake up from his nap. Yeah. This whole time, no one was scared. No one was scared. And they do, you know, uh, a Peter's, Peter, Peter can. And we we scan from all the people and the faces, the you know, faces. checks out, checks out, checks out. See Sandra Bullock goes to the next person, goes back to Sandra Bullock. Yeah, double take. <laughs> Who's this? Her face is like. 
it's really funny actually it's really funny and then they're like he's like oh my god like hi mom hi dad and they're like don't you know who this is and he goes should i (laughs) and then the dad in this movie actually had some of the best one-liners alive he was so funny and he just goes um he has amnesia (laughs) it was so funny and the whole this whole little section this little like few minutes of a section they're trying to work it out in their brains how he could have selective amnesia like how he yeah. could just remember he remembers his social security number he remembers like gpa these, class president all these dates yeah the gpa like took me out and the but not lucy <laughs> and they're all get selective and they're all buying it they're like makes sense that's true that's something that happens i actually it's 95 but i heard google said that it could happen <laughs> And this is where, you know, it's a little bit a little bit more unethical because now we're diagnosing him with a condition. Yeah, and we're gaslighting him. Right. Yeah, it's the 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 um horror aspect really yeah. gets home right creepy. here. Scary stuff. Very creepy. But they're really trying. They're really yeah. trying to convince this man that he has a fiance. And um he manages to convince himself that it's a good idea, actually. Yeah, because uh, they sort of clear out, and then the uncle who knows that Sandra Bullock is not his fiance pulls him aside and basically says, "Listen, we all fell in love with her in twenty seconds. So, so if it takes you any longer than that, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> so if you can't fall in love with her with twenty seconds, throw you know, call off the engagement. But you need to give it. You need to give it a try. Yeah." <laughs> His phrasing is so insane, like as if like calling it off actually isn't even an option. He's just like, when you do fall within 20 seconds, which I know you will, you will propose immediately and you'll get it done quickly. Like he's not giving him the option of an out. He's like, actually, you need to be in. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like what his motivations are, right? Because he, it seemed like the uncle. His wife's heart disease. True. (laughs) Remember? Silly. She might Which die. Is so funny Lucy. when Sandra does reveal it, and she starts, and she looks at her and says, "How are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Um. Okay. Yeah. Like, I also think that what what the other what the family hasn't seen or has a really blind eye to is that she's developing a relationship or feelings towards the blonde brother. Like, the family yeah. doesn't seem to get that. Yeah, um, despite forcing them to kiss under the mistletoe, no one right. can see it. No one can see it. And we, we we don't find out until around now that Sandra really has feelings for him because in talking to the boss, she essentially says like, well, he doesn't like me talking about like the blonde guy implying that yeah. she sort of likes him now. Um, yeah. And she's like, there's no way he would, you know, like me. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. She even uh, says kind of like, I don't remember why, but she's like, he doesn't want me. Like he, he doesn't want me. me. That's what he said. But he I don't rege- remember. No, she does say that. Yeah. She says he doesn't want me, but I'm like, Oh, oh, because when he's leaving her apartment that one t- night, um, she goes, can you give me any reason why I shouldn't marry your brother? And blonde brother yeah. looks up and goes, no, like I can't, mm. you should. Which is like the only sane response. Yeah, it's Sorry. like we're, we're really walking on a tricky minefield here, so I don't know. Yeah. Like um, you're trying to trap me, you know? Yeah. and So that she takes that as a rejection or like he doesn't want me. Like he's right. not gonna, he's not going to say, yeah, like you shouldn't marry my brother, you should marry me. Right. So. Poor girl. But Peter, Peter Gallagher's character really takes this as a, a mission. He's like, I'm going to fall in love mm-hmm. with this girl. Yeah, it's his assignment. Because he's like, 
I've never been faithful to a woman. I've never stuck with just one. Yeah. And he's like, I'm actually going to turn over a new leaf with Lucy. Like, we're going to start fresh. Yeah. And they so sort of have like her. a sit down and he's like, it's so weird because in the scene, he does seem to really fall for her. Like they seem to have a little bit of a connection. Oh, these actors are working for their day rate. Let me right? tell like, you. It's, 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 it could work between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, you're like, maybe, I think. Well, so much so that they sort of agree to get married. so he's like let's get married and like they waste no time like they put him on an iv drip they get him a shirt she this is it she goes back to her apartment to try on a wedding dress yeah um hot brother blonde brother shows up and is like hey i have something for you it's a snow globe spoiler it's a snow globe Mm -hmm. a florence skyline Mm. um classic classic snow snow scene (laughs) yeah worth noting every star vehicle there's usually like an object that Mm -hmm. like sort of means something in the world they love snow globes and snow globes are number one number one if if this is family feud snow globes are yeah most points what do girls characters have who have (laughs) no more moms snow globes (laughs) what do they have to remember their dead mothers by snow Snow globes globes. it's always number one answer number one answer number one answer wow (laughs) and you win yeah this was in falling for christmas i'm pretty sure yeah second one's like necklace (laughs) boring baby shoes no snow globe third one paper lantern globe paper lantern globe (laughs) 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 nothing (laughs) no points for that one no points but then that's the moment we're in the stairwell she's like hey tell me why i shouldn't marry brother he's like i can't so we are we are skyrocketing we're free falling to the end of this movie and are we to assume that shabby wedding dress was her mom's wedding dress i don't know it was really weird it it almost looked like scrubs i was like she's wearing an like a hospital it was nightgown. very it felt very old right it, did, it felt old-fashioned but they never said this is my mom's wedding dress but that's what i assume they were saying but yeah, i don't know in her apartment like why would she have it already why would she have it is the great question but anyway yeah. she has a wedding dress that we don't know where it came from you're right yeah. they go to the hospital you go and to the hospital. Um, they wheel some patients in to be witnesses, which is very funny. There's guys on beds <laughs> with IV drips <laughs> to watch. The whole family's so there. So funny, actually. Mom's like weeping. It's like all the tropes of a classic wedding, but just in a hospital, which I thought was 10 out of 10. Yeah. And this is finally where she comes to her fucking senses. Yeah. <laughs> says something. She, she does. And she starts to go through with it. And the the mom doesn't die, so there goes there goes the whole <laughs> the whole the whole stitch, the whole linchpin in this whole thing. We're good. Dissolves. The funniest thing in the world would be if she had a heart attack right then and there. Yeah, I mean, no better place if you think no, about it. Okay, not a heart attack. Just clutch her chest with like a sharp breath in, like <gasps> because you know who does the nurse. Yeah, the nurse is shocked. <laughs> who started this whole thing she started all the funny business in this movie it really would have been funny if sandra looked at her and goes it's all her fault no that would be so funny 10 out of 10 women on, women on women crime is my favorite better in 95 better oh, um, better movie and like it this wasn't satisfying because we didn't really know the character and it also didn't make any sense but his ex-girlfriend who now thought she was engaged to him comes busting into the, like the little hospital chapel mm-hmm. and she's what better like, moment well, i'm his right fiance then. and she and then her this guy comes in and he goes but i'm her husband and we were just mm-hmm. like i just want to be like uh, you know what can we, you guys just you guys gotta go 
Like, can everyone step outside? Can we just like take this outside? This is was, a hospital. It's a hospital. Let's maintain some decorum. It was also we just didn't know enough about these two. Yeah. To be, you know, buying into it. I guess that by adding the fact that this woman who was in Portugal was married to somebody else, I guess it absolves the Peter Gallagher character of any sin because, mm-hmm. you know, he was being straightforward with, with Sandra Bullock in the sense that he really wasn't engaged to this person. It, like, you know what I mean? I felt like that was the only yeah. reason they did that. I feel like they did it to make the script make more sense. Like when she goes, ah, whatever, I'll marry you in that voicemail. It's yeah. like we needed an exp- an explainer for why she was so nonchalant and why why are you taking your time on that decision? Like why are you going to Portugal to think about it? Yeah. Um and it's I she's guess going that to think it, about yeah. it cuz she's married. Married. Okay. I guess and that makes sense. We kind of wanted to see that Peter is not prince charming. He's not the one for her. He's not a good guy. He says it. He's like I've never been faithful. Yeah, I yeah, even yeah. think there was like a character quirk like when he wakes up, you expect mm-hmm. him to have a really sort of flat um, general accent and he kind of sounds like a blue collar guy like a joe jr type he's like yeah. i don't know her who's that <gasps> yeah who's she? It's, you know yeah, but like it's a very performative like it's performative buffoonery <laughs> you know yeah. like he's not the one even though he does have the sexy hot face it's weird yeah but they're just playing with our expectations so that when hot brother walks in mm-hmm. he's like hello i don't have an accent and I have a trade that I will provide for both of us. And That's you know what? Right. I am giving up the family business. Because it's like what Sweet I have Home is Alabama better. with the glass blowing business. Glass blowing. Yes, 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 yes. So we are just free falling, like I said, to the end. She's sad. She I mean, we have like 30 more seconds. <laughs> oh, it's minutes, which I so fucking appreciate. Like, please don't drag this out. I don't want yeah. a post credit scene, like nothing. No. And she goes back home and she's really sad, but she's not as sad as I think she should be, by the way. Mm-mm. She's not weeping, can we just say? You, you wanted her to almost close the door and just like go as one of her famous asides and just be like, oh, that was weird. That was weird. I wanted to close the door and break down a la Jessica Chastain at the end of Zero Dark Thirty. I just wanted the tears. I <laughs> wanted her to weep. This is her bin Laden. This is her bin Laden. Yes. <laughs> and it's not funny, but it's, it's a little funny. funny. At, it's not funny at all. Um, this she... is the, the man she spent... A lifetime tracking down overseas. True, true. And the best thing that could have ever happened was he fell asleep on her watch. So. Yes. So I wanted to see her absolutely weep. But she's yeah. very kind of like fine-ish. Mm-hmm. She goes home to her cat, the Christmas tree. She's decorating it. She's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then- um, her 10th hour, we, we're going to glaze over it because it wasn't fun. But her 10th hour speech is it always ends in something so cliche. And she goes. I know I saved you, but you all really saved me. Mm. <laughs> Worth <But> it. <laughs> Worth luckily, mentioning. Luckily, though, the one thing that is the constant in her life is that she is still going to be a token taker. Because because <laughs> next day, the next guess day where she she's, is. she's back at it. Back in back the booth. At it. <laughs> yep. Back at it. And she's kind of like in her own world, but she's always in her own world. She's always daydreaming. She's, like, never, nothing new. she's never focused in that no. booth. She should not be employed of the month, I don't think. No, and but so we get the camera shot and it's 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 zoomed in on her little dish and we see yep. tokens being pushed through. Tokens. She kind of grabs cut, cut to her them. Face. She's like she's really looking away. And the next the next 
frame only yeah. makes sense if she's looking away. Oh, <laughs> she's of course. Like, she's like looking. She face. really have to have her eyes like on the floor. She have, she'd have to have those like horse blinders on. What are those <laughs> things? The you have no peripheral vision. <laughs> Basically, like she you can't, can't even see, see anything. You can't see seven people step into your life. And <laughs> <laughs> like, when someone just blocks your son. <laughs> if you were if you were a token taker and your job was to watch people go through and you seven people storming your booth didn't didn't alert your senses. I would just be like, whoa, the lighting changed in here. Yeah. Someone dim did someone dim the lights? Yeah. They eclipse? all step in front of the booth. Is it an eclipse? Um, Literally. And they're like, Lucy. And she's like, oh my God, family. Hey, it's the fam. Right. The fam. But before she sees them, mm-hmm. she sees that someone has dropped something in the dish and yeah. it's not a token. It's a... It's a, it's a ring. It's Chanel, a ring. <laughs> which is wild. These, this family is unhinged. I, I was rewatching that moment this morning and it, it's something to the effect of he's like, the hot brother's like, hey, can I come in the booth? And she goes, I can't. Not without yeah. a token. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and and then like you hear like a little like a clink. And yeah. then it's it's like it's the ring or it is another token to let him in because the ring has already been dropped. It's something yeah. like that. Yeah. And we look at it and she's like, Yeah, come in. <laughs> and then they kiss. So, so lame. funny that the whole family is there as well. Yeah. Was was um Dead. Was Peter there with them in that moment? I can't remember. I don't remember. Who I don't cares? think so. I don't think so. But um, he looked uh, evil. He, looked, he had an evil face. I think that's a really tough road to walk after that with Peter. I think I think that's going to make for an awkward first Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But especially because she knows about his one testicle. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And it's tough. It's hard. To at know. least. Um. This is this is the ending though because now we sort of cut to back to her narration, and this is when we see that they had a little. Um, they had a wedding, uh, a little a little wedding, a, and a little train ceremony where they have their little just married on the subway, which I actually I thought was like, very cute. I'm like back at the fucking subway, girl. Yeah, back at when, the scene of the crime. Do you ever uh, take off? Come on, <laughs> Jesus. She got one day off to go to Florence, which was where they had their honeymoon. That's all they needed, one day. One day, got her there, got the stamp and the passport, put her right back on the plane. That's what the voiceover said. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they said. And this voiceover is... was like, finally, I got that stamp in my passport. <laughs> Literally. Why does she even have a passport? She didn't need one this whole she time. She didn't need one. But she was ready, willing, and able. Um, and this mm-hmm. is where we get the famous line because this is when we hear that. So Peter had asked her, when did you fall in love with my brother? A valid question. Yeah, key, pretty key. Pretty key question. Um, and she kind of gives a tongue-in-cheek answer. She goes, well, you were sleeping. <laughs> and that's it. The then, end. There's the like a en- cursive, the end. And you want him to go, but I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a coma. <laughs> you do want him to say that. You do. When was I sleeping? That's not true. I wasn't sleeping. I was almost dead. I was dying. <laughs> and you lied. <laughs> oh my god. You're right. We should have got that. Also, I, I think uh the song should have kicked back in. The this capital will be. Yeah. This will be. An everlasting love as, as yeah. we're like driving off just married. 
mm-hmm. with the decorum, the decorum the back, the of, back the train. of the the train car. Yeah, I. Agree. You want to know why this had to be Chicago? We needed some above ground trains. True. I guess yeah, you this, get more. Although by me, by me in Brooklyn, they're above. Yeah, ground. you have some above grounds and Queens, but like, that's not sexy. No, it's not. It's also not. New, it's not like New York. It's not what you think of when you think of New York. Yeah, you're not. You're not going. Take me to a, the above or at Astoria Boulevard. The above. <laughs> um, well, anyway, Merry Christmas once again. If I haven't said it enough. Um, happy holidays. Happy. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, Stephen. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Um, happy holidays, everyone. Thank you, you fucking asshole. We didn't know that this was a holiday movie, but it is a holiday movie. And mm-hmm. if this doesn't oh. light you up for the holiday season, I don't know what will. I don't. It's certainly not for Christmases. We can't help you if this movie we can't help you. If movies about memory loss and comas with a Naps. backdrop of Christmas, right? There's a little slippage. They slip in some ice. Yeah, that doesn't Ooh. light you up. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I loved. I really enjoyed it. I liked that it was sort of. It was just over an hour and a half. I think they mm-hmm. could have trimmed a little bit of fat. A little long. Just a little long. But it, it's 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 totally watchable. It's very enjoyable. Um, and it truly is one of those movies that they actually could make this today. However, it would be totally different vibe. It would be spooky. I, it would I don't be a know thriller. If we can make this. <laughs> this might be falling for Christmas, <laughs> like today. Like that happened already. Oh yeah, like it would she be full actually goof. Got amnesia. Yeah, and true. Yeah. It's like falling for Christmas is like the inverse of this movie because she did. She falls getting engaged. She falls getting engaged. Loses all sense of identity. Yeah. And it turns out that wasn't the one for her, the guy who proposed to her on the right. side. Yeah, they are sort of sister films. Fun, fun, fun. Double feature. They, they are in conversation with each other, as one for would say. For sure. If, if this was the DVD pack at Walmart, there yes. would be 1995's While You Were Sleeping, 2022's Falling for Christmas. And you would pick it up and you go, oh, of course these two go together. These make the most sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Together. Yeah, I was thinking that, actually. <laughs> I want it. I wrote down some lines. I think this movie. I liked it too, and I think it's worth it for the one-liners and mm-hmm. the 1995 of it all. Like you will die. Yeah. And somebody in this movie says, "Argentina has great beef, beef and Nazis." Wild. Wild. Dad. Um. <clears throat> Dad tells his son, "It's been almost a week since we've read the obituaries. <laughs> we missed some good ones." <laughs> right. I mean. 10 this out of 10 movie business, lines. This state business does seem interesting. But um, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Merry, great Merry, movie. Merry Christmas. Oh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. I can't say it anymore. I'm done. Happy holidays, everyone. You um, need to check yourself. This isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find... I need to see... I need to see what celebs are pumping out christmas movies these days i i I think i think we're due for a good one we're due for a like a like a lineup like we need to hit like three now because i'm i have the bug it um i have the chris i have the holiday i have the holiday bug let's go i have the holiday bug you know what actually made me really sad what made me really sad the other day is i opened up um i turned on the tv and we we have a roku so you Mm -hmm. know it takes you to the roku landing page and they were advertising a holiday movie starring 
Emmy nominee, Golden Globe winner, Terry Hatcher in a Roku original horror, uh, holiday movie. And I just horror. thought to myself, that's not fair. Terry Hatcher? Terry Hatcher should not be doing Roku original movies. Ugh, that hurts. Right? It, I honestly felt sick. Everyone's fallen on some tough times, right? We yeah, can but, say it. But as a country, we should not be having Terry Hatcher in a Roku mm. movie. She might be that. That might be Terry Hatcher. Okay, that's it. That's I'm all. Sorry. That's all I have for you today. That's all I'm we got. I'm so sorry. It made okay. you sad. Yeah, it made me sad. I mean, it hurt my heart when I saw Lindsay Lohan doing a Netflix movie. I said, "Okay, hey. that's different." At least she's getting paid. I don't think I don't think Terry Hatcher is getting paid a lot for a Roku movie. <laughs> she got paid in like food. <laughs> I don't know. She's very six. Okay. Anyway, right, happy holidays. Happy holidays to uh, from our bedrooms to yours. Yeah, never forget Christmas. Never forget. Um, we're so psyched to be back for I don't know how long. Three weeks, two, one. <laughs> we'll let you know. You'll know when we know. You'll know when we know and we might get busy and we reserve the right to be busy because we're human. And that's what the holidays are about. Yeah. The holidays are about sort of numbing out and just being as busy, busy, busy as humanly possible yeah. until you go home the 20th and want to die. And then be like, ugh. Ugh, mom. Well, Merry Christmas. Oh. Oh, my oh, God. I actually have to stop. We have to Steven, stop. Steven, <laughs> you're so bad. Okay. Bye. Um, bye, Steven. Don't forget to like, comment. Find us on YouTube, find yeah. us on Apple Podcasts, find us on Spotify, and yeah, I think Steven said it best. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.